is this stream going to be going uh it's yeah for the whole this is interactive wait a second is this your is this your thing no no oh, be in okay. a couple weeks look at the goddamn schedule Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Not the chuttle. Chuttle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. Surprise! Whoa. Touching butts. Kinky. Creepy pasta. Please. Boina. You can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pastacle. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuttle the Pod. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Shuttle the Pod, where three best friends, we get together and we talk about the curious world around us. And what do mm -hmm. I mean about that curious round world of us? Those were kind of the right words there, but what do I, what do I mean by all of it? It means we, we look at uh, histories and mysteries and movies and music and almost anything that pretty much entertains us, but it always touches on the side of the macabre but here we are yet again another week and we want to thank you for joining us at the top those oohs and ahs and wonderful uh i don't know just voices that you hear there are my two lovely co-occupants as usual i am going to go ahead and jump over to ross how are you today ross at shuttle the ross on instagram follow him there Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, uh, I'm doing, uh, you know what? Not, not too bad. I got my booster the other day. So uh, yesterday uh, was kind of like, I'm, I felt like I was in a sleep video as in like the metal band sleep. I felt <laughs> like I was like knee deep in a weed field on fire. Like it was mm -hmm. just slow as molasses, which wasn't yeah. too bad. So today I'm like, I don't know. I probably say like depends on what you need to do. Mm -hmm. it, exactly, exactly. It just depends on what you want to need to do. So like, I'm at like, ah, I'd probably say like thirty five percent poopy. So I feel like the comedy to snarky remark comment at thirty five percent poopy should be pretty fun for this episode. So yeah, yeah, and you get to take Can't this. Wait. You're taking this week off. So as as oh, our yeah. fans notice, there's no movie we watched this week. I was worried coming into the podcast. At first, I was like, oh shit, what was I supposed to watch? I didn't watch it. I didn't, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I actually, honestly, guys, um, I had that panic attack like five minutes before we were recording. And I was like, I'm I was, supposed to talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, oh man, what the hell was I supposed to watch? How could I bullshit my way through an entire movie? And I go, oh, wait a second, I'm not, I'm not on this week. Okay, um, all right, that's fine. Uh huh. Uh -huh. And you're like, Done. wait a second, I do that every week. That other beautiful <laughs> voice you hear is our wonderful co-occupant, Sam. You can follow him at Chuttle the Sam on Instagram and Twitter. Sam, how you doing? I am just fine. Must be pretty good if I answer like that. Yeah. I'm good. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, nothing <laughs> special going on, really. <laughs> all right, I, all uh, right. What have I been doing? I haven't been doing much, working on the pod, uh, business you know trying to hustle learn more about business how to promote us and do back, different things yeah, yeah. and make the pod better so doing mm -hmm. that stuff back alley uh, business my wife deals. has started listening she is a fan of a, she's a fan she's like i don't know if it's because i know them or are they actually funny uh, which amuses me that was I a know. spot on impression by the way that was. oh yeah that's what she sounds yeah. like and she's like oh man i'm a real ross head uh, <laughs> uh, she's a Ross head. I mean, who couldn't be? Oh, yeah, she's a Ross head. I can imagine sure. so. 
It's like, it's just we think the same. All the questions he asks are what I would be thinking. <laughs> Which is, I just realized she's going to listen to this. Yeah, so I can't, I can't, say, wait, I can't wait for her reaction. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was really good. Uh-huh. What about you, Brian? Are you, oh, also? Yes. Thank you for having oh, me. Of course. How are you, Brian? I'm doing How well. You? you can follow me at Chuddle the Brian with a Y. Because why not, why? guys? Why not? I'm doing well. Why? Um, I think I my my wrist hurts like some carpal tunnel because I've been playing a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy game, and I was doing oh, that a bunch today. So much, like, you have carpal tunnel. <laughs> it's it's affecting the, the the hand. I got it like you the know grip. the claw going on right now. <laughs> so no. you've been star lording so much mm-hmm. that your wrists hurt. Yeah, it's 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 been star-lording a lot of fun. So much he broke his Gamora. Go hey, ahead. hey, <laughs> hey! <laughs> no, it's 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 been it's been a good. Uh, game i haven't played like a good single player like very storyline driven game in a while i play a lot of like mm-hmm. the open world shit build stuff all that kind of crap so sure. it's been neat Have yeah, you been, is uh, it like a dungeon crawler i mean more or less you go through levels shoot yeah. your way through mm-hmm. fight your way through but it is the level design is really cool and you use every character in a little bit of a different way like it doesn't right. feel too repetitive even though it is i mean if you boiled it down repetitive it's pretty repetitive <laughs> but yeah. but it has a pretty damn good engaging storyline cool. there's different yeah, costumes you it. can find so that's mm-hmm. fun you know i've never played games anymore but you really i've wanted to play that it. and your reaction to it really makes me want to play mm-hmm. i'm sorry that it hurts your wrist have you been have you been grabbing your group by the root hey mm-hmm. that's 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 what people come for. That's a what the Ross heads love. <laughs> <laughs> that's why my Rude, life was uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> yep. Rudimentary Marvel dick jokes. That's uh, I got them. I got them. I got them on lock. And to follow Rudiment- all of those rudimentary rudimentary dick jokes, you can uh, go to at Chuttle the Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that is our your your main source of what we got going on here and where you could get a hold of all of us. So please reach out, let us know. Are there movies you love and want us to watch? Are there stories that I should be telling these, these, these beautiful minds over here? And is there something in history that, that Sam just needs to tell us about because holy shit, history's gnarly dude. So (laughs) this, this, this episode, as we said, Ross is going to sit it out. I got a story Mm -hmm. for you and Ross, uh, Ross, Sam has a little bit of a, a fun little, I don't I know, he's, he's got a guy, we'll say. So, yeah, <laughs> all right, awesome. Before we get to uh, all of that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick, real quick, like super, super quick, like you probably won't even notice how long of a break it is, break. And we're back. Thank you once again to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement. So as mm-hmm. we mentioned before, we got two segments for you today, and I am going to be going up first with our Yay. little Yay. story of mystery and wonder and spookiness. And, well, you'll be the the deciding factor, baby, on what it you is. You be the judge. You be the judge. You be the, the chuttlehead. So, in 2017, writer and illustrator Adam Ellis began a series of tweets that would send readers into a frenzy trying to figure out what was going on and if it was all true. It's time to close your eyes and open your mind as we dive into the story of Dear David. Cool. That sounds fun. So this is the the first tweet. So Mm. my apartment 
is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child, and he's trying to kill me. Thread. Mm. So... Thread. <laughs> yes. Not that fun. <laughs> this, this, this series of uh, tweets starts on August 7th of 2017 and goes all the way to roughly, I believe, the end of February or mid-February of... 2018 the next year and then there's kind of like one follow-up tweet maybe ish like a couple months later but that's that's over so over a year of being haunted by a dead child right and because at this point as we'll see uh wait is it over a year well it's going from august six months it's november the the tweets go from august to mid-february but i believe he says at some point that like these these events have already kind of started happening anyway it, it okay so it all began with so the, less than a year all right. yeah less than a year definitely six months or so it all began with this simple tweet and over the course of many more tweets ellis goes on to say he started appearing in dreams but i think he's crossed over into the real world now the first time i saw him i was experiencing sleep paralysis and saw a child sitting in the green rocking chair at the foot of my bed He had a huge, misshapen head that was dented (laughs) on one side. I did my best to draw it. So this is a picture, and we're definitely going to post... I'm going to post, like, the full story and where to find it, too. (sighs) But these are... uh, I'm showing the boy some pictures that that go along with the Twitter threads. Mm -hmm. Which is something that's really cool about this story is that there's so much evidence that he posts and pictures that he posts nice. that, that we'll be going through as well of what is going mm-hmm. on but it'll be on the main shuttle the pod instagram for sure but to describe well. it, it it's it's creepy drawing of like a really big-headed child with this serious dent on like the right side of his head it looks just like a big chunk is out of his head and he wow. has like these wisps cool. of hair coming from it so yes it's like a black and white line drawing mm-hmm. He, 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 he did his best to draw it. He is also an illustrator. So Alice says the child just kind of sat there for a bit and stared at him until he suddenly got out of the chair and started shambling towards the bed. He again mentions not being able to move due to his sleep paralysis, but does say that mm-hmm. right before the child reached his bed, he woke up screaming. And then a few nights passed and Adam had another dream. I had another dream a few nights later where I was in a library. And a girl came up to me and said, You've seen Dear David, haven't you? So he goes on to explain that oh. he's confused by this and is like, Who? The girl yeah. replies, Dear David, you saw him. She continued, He's dead. He only appears at midnight. And you can ask him two questions. If you say, Dear David, first. Then she added, But never try to ask him a third question or he'll kill you. So Adam has this dream. He's pretty shaken wow. up by this, and a few weeks go by without incident. So this is yeah, weird dream. So no, and just, he's posting all this, yeah, just like random, this and this is all yeah, just random child <laughs> that looks like Rubber Johnny. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> that's a good comparison. <laughs> and this is all same from the the same thread that first came out on August seventh. So he is kind of like explaining a few weeks time that has happened before this. Yeah, this actually. I like that. There's no backstory on him. It's just a girl walks up and goes, "Oh, so you've seen the child?" (laughs) Uh I wish I had been like following along with this at the time. It's 
Although, right, I, it would have been. I'm happy to hear it. Now. Neat to see in real time because there's there's other events that happen, and we'll get into that when when we get there. But yeah, it's 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 really cool how it oh, unfolds. We'll get into some other events. Some other events, <laughs> maybe some other um, kind of shocking details and some mysteries yeah. that pertain to the story. <laughs> We're not just going to talk so, about it. Right. <laughs> so, so at this point, guys, after having this and having a random woman say that. What? How big of a bag of nope did you need to have to move immediately out of the mm-hmm. apartment? Because that probably would have been like this. There wouldn't have been more tweets. I would have just been like, oh, cool. I don't care if it's rent controlled. I'm burning it down and leaving. So, I mean, oh, and at this point, me. this is still the first thread of tweets. So it's him explaining the whole story. So we don't oh, know the where backstory. the backstory okay. at this point. So like a few weeks go by without incident until Adam has another dream. And our friend David is there. Adam decides mm-hmm. to ask him some questions. In the dream, I say, Dear David, how did you die? He mumbles. Accident in a store. I say, Dear David, what happened in the store? He groans. A shelf was pushed on my head. I'm frozen with fear. I ask, Who pushed the shelf? David doesn't answer. I realize that I've asked a third question, which I'm not supposed to do. At that point, I wake up absolutely terrified. So then he goes on to talk how he spends the next few days trying to like Google entering information he can about some kid that died by a shell falling on his head named David. He searched for David's, Daniel's, Dylan's, Devin's, anything kind of close to it, but finds no All backstory. The yeah. He couldn't find anything. It would have been I, cool if he had made things to share that are like, oh, look, here's the thing. <laughs> Because, I mean, immediately, I just assume this is all some big art project. Sure. But I also thought that I was like... Or it could be my real. First, Ross, you were like, I'm going to move out of here. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask him three questions and see what happens. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna, so I'm glad that's what happened. The curiosity. So a few a yeah. few, a few, few more weeks go by. Uh, and he mentions in this the same thread that uh, the apartment above him becomes vacant. So the tenants move out. And so he decides to move up there. And another month or two actually goes by and nothing happens at this point. So he's pretty much forgotten about Dear David. But then lately something strange started happening. For the past four nights, my cats gather at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it. Almost like something is on the other side. So this is when we start getting pictures that he's posting of like literally the cats staring at the door. There's two of them staring there. It's wanting posts, you know, it's midnight, obviously, because there's a clock, but like (laughs) staring at the door as well. Says last night, I got a weird feeling and looked out the people and I'm dead certain I saw movement on the other side. When I opened the door and turned on the hall light, nothing was there, but my cats seemed unnerved bushy tails, etc. And that's where I am right now. Dear David found me, I think. I don't know what to do. I'll keep you updated. So that's our first threat. And it, yeah. it, it ends mm-hmm. with that. Um, I don't know if at this point he does eventually post, I, I think he did at this point, post a video of the cat just kind of like meowing at the door, at the door. And nudging you at know, it and looking underneath. On the, on the bright side, at least whatever it is is not actually in the new apartment it's just in the hallway 
So it at least hasn't gone into the, the apartment yet. That's that's a that's a bonus. It's just hanging I out guess. there. Yeah, I mean that just is a good out. point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's all just you know little things, and I think he goes on to say it's all just you know little things that start to add up. So the next tweets come from August eighth to August 9th is like the next good little chunk. At this point, we get more cat photos, and Ellis says that this is the sixth night in a row his cats have stared at the door at midnight. And he also, this is where he posts a video of one of his cats meowing at the door, pushing against it, looking under the crack. And Mm -hmm. and then he gets the idea that he's going to take a photo through the peephole, but he, like, I mean, it's a, this is the photo right here. It's just a really blurry. Mm. It doesn't look like much going on out there. So then he kind of musters up the courage to open the door real quick and take a photo. There we go. Of the outside. There's nothing going on. Oh my God. Shoes. Right. <laughs> it's a very. Been waiting for him to go out. Lane looking like on. stairway leading up. So I don't. Very small. Does it say, very, does very it say small. Departures and there's like a sign. Parking? Yeah, like a public sign. It's just a. I don't know. That's probably just decoration does of some li- sort. Does he live in an airport? He lives in. Uh, I don't know if it's stated exactly Brooklyn, but it's New York. He lives in New York. So oh, it okay. is like a weird. New it York like apartment. Small, weird little. Yeah, totally. He does explain later that it is an old house that was converted into two levels two apartments oh, kind of like the place oh, okay. that i live in more or less think like i live in a two-story oh, house that was good. two apartments now um brian have have you seen any caved in head dead children in your sleep no but i mean we can save it for another episode but i can talk about the the ghosts that, a, that a we do think herald. live here there are there are there oh, is there is really? weird stuff that does happen, but that's for a whole nother a whole nother time. Yeah. So you'll oh do God. your own. At first he notices, like you notice there's nothing going on with these, but in closer inspection, he notices a small object hiding on the stairwell. So I'm gonna go back to this first picture and I'm gonna try to point mm-hmm. it out right here. So if you notice right in this section, like where there's there's in the picture, there's a bookcase that meets like okay. the the banister of the stairwell and there's a tiny little Mm -hmm. like shadow up against it you look in the next photo that there's nothing there so he kind of goes back into the peephole and takes another peephole picture and that uh mysterious misshapen maybe head is kind of gone i dead bolted the lock and got in bed because i didn't know what else to do i can still hear my cat meowing at the door. I am pretty scared. Ellis also mentions in this thread that where he lives used to be a home that was converted into the apartment. So then it comes after like this. Gotta add of myself. But yeah. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spooky. Uh, sure. Yeah. It's weird. It's, uh, I mean, it could be a deformed face of a ghost child trying to murder you or it could just uh, be some it weird also shadow could be a weird <laughs> could shadow be anything yeah exactly it could it honestly be one of his roommates there. <laughs> yeah it could be yeah. the other tenant like shoving his bubble gum out uh I, I don't know yeah i don't know if he mentions if anyone actually moved in below him i would assume so at this point but uh the I mean, next series of tweets Brooklyn. like come a couple days later august 10th through 11th and it's a lot more of the same stuff more i think Posts of cats at the door. He also mentions he's going to download a sleep app that will record noises okay. throughout the night. 
uh, and um, at the rec- at the recommendation of someone on Twitter, he puts like a barrier of salt at his front door, and his tweets like, "I don't even nice. know if this is the right salt." It's like you know, like whatever crap salt. It's for ghosts. Yeah, it's it's ghost uh, salt. It's fine. Uh, it's ghost. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, any salt's fine. I watch a lot of Supernatural. You you, you definitely need that salt on yeah. on. It really any entryways into the house. Mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. if he has windows. And windows. But. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think he was only protect, trying to go for that front door. So maybe. I mean, it's where the that's cats a problem. problem. It's where the cats problem. are paying all their attention to. So, that's yeah. true. Yeah, and it's where the shadows are mm-hmm. and noises are. And whatnot. August eleventh, I used the sound app to record my apartment last night. It makes individual recordings each time it hears something. There were thirty-three recordings. And then uh, most of the recordings obviously had nothing really on them, but he does point out a few to know. Oh, but some of them did. Some of them <laughs> did. <laughs> so the first, the first and second recording. So like the first one is described as like a snap, and then like what he thinks is like a stepping noise, and then mm-hmm. the next one is only described as audio that has a strange electric, like like electric buzz throughout the whole thing, Buzzing. and none of the yeah. other ones had that. There's also a third one where there's another one of the snap noises followed by him going like, hmm. <laughs> making this really funny moaning <laughs> noise. And Whoa, what? Uh, he also notes that all of like this happened between 2 and 3 a.m. But that that was it. So it's very minimal. It's, it's not the most compelling uh-huh. evidence for sure. August 12th, Adam posts a selfie and says he's going away for the weekend. The followers on Twitter are quick to notice what looks like a face hiding in the photo. And I... I you can go and look this one up too I'm not going to show you guys right now because it's very hard to see and it's just a kind of whatever but this is I noted this one because this is where Twitter really starts jumping in and like spotting Mm, things and getting involved and like saying and helping I don't know his story internet detectives if this alright so I'm going off of this is real if this isn't real what a great audience participation when you just post something and mm-hmm. you have everyone on twitter going like but the face behind you it's real neat like it's um yeah yeah maybe yeah. we'll we'll do the the, the chuddle of the pod instagram murder mystery party and brutally maybe we are huh? waiting for people yeah, to notice exactly we, that means you that means you listener august 14th I bought a Polaroid camera this weekend because they're fun and dorky. I decided to take a few photos around my apartment. So he takes a few photos of his living room and bedroom Mm -hmm. and they're pretty much unremarkable. So he posts photos of his photos. What an unremarkable apartment. Right? (laughs) I mean, to me, it just looks like a small little New York apartment or whatever. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like his bedroom. If you notice, there is the green rocking chair in that photo as well that he first saw Dear David sitting on in his dreams. He still has Mm. it. But then I went into the hallway and snapped a photo. The Polaroid developed completely black. And then he goes into this thread about opening the Polaroid pack to see if they like start out black you know why would it just come out like nothing and they don't they start out like completely white i think he thought maybe he took the photo with his finger covering the lens so he took another polaroid intentionally covering the lens but the photos looked completely different there's the um completely blacked out photo it just literally looks all black Mm -hmm. and then that is the comparison between the thumb thumb and the black one Mm -hmm. there's obviously 
they're not obviously there's noticeably something different between the two yeah one's like completely yeah rectangle black yeah. and the other one's like a grayed out with sort of different variations of light yeah exactly in it. like light mm-hmm. peeping in uh so he keeps messing around he takes more photos of the hallway but they keep turning out black he even records himself with like his phone walking around taking photos of the hallway and then it comes out of the polaroid camera like the black photo so finally someone on twitter suggests to take a photo from farther away so he takes one with his iphone and one with the uh polaroid so the first photo is with his iphone everything looks fine you can see into the hallway there's a light on there um and it's you know probably about 10 feet into his living room so everything looks good and then he decides to take a photo with the polaroid and from the same distance the hallway is now completely blacked out and you can't see anything into it just as a side note is that like a school intercom thing in the upper right hand corner? Upper right hand corner, it looks like it. Yeah. It See, could just, yeah, it, it looks like it. It's probably just a stereo, maybe. I don't know. New York apartments are weird. Yeah, I'm <laughs> saying. It could, this could have been a classroom. We don't know. Yeah, it's some signs out there. Yeah, no, this is cool. Yeah. He's doing a great job of the storytelling. I love yeah. that Ross yeah. and I are the documentation's two completely different perspectives because I'm like, oh, that's cool that he like really thought this through to do this. And Ross is like, it's totally a mm-hmm. fucking ghost kid. <laughs> it's, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that okay, it, Ross? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's just neat to see. Yeah, it's a very interactive, fun story. And... He, he goes to say over the next couple of days, people really start to like analyze the photos and, and looking at them, throwing them all sorts of programs, adjusting levels, turn, tuning up, you know, the exposure, trying to make it, you know, brighter, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And they found something, or at least they think they did, uh, turning up Uh-oh. the brightness. I don't have, uh, there is a photo of it. I didn't post it because again, it's not that good to see, but they think there is mm-hmm. like a, uh, you can kind of see a small shadowy outline when you turn like the the, the brightness like the all brightness the way up. all the way up can you do me a favor because now that i'm looking at this picture can you go back to the first the iphone picture real quick mm-hmm. so there's the iphone okay so there's like is that a knocker on the door because if you go now back to the other picture it no it's there doesn't even <laughs> but is that yeah. the not is this bright okay thing right here is the, the bright knocker. red thing yeah yeah, yeah. it must knocker. be some light bouncing off of it or something but it's in the same that's exact what i was spot. thinking like it was like an exit sign or something that's what it looks like of it. but yeah no i think that but yeah, if that's that were the, the, the case that's then the, the wouldn't the lights off in the hallway right <laughs> i don't know the reflection but again but still it's not see. in the apartment yet yeah. so i mean i think we're in the clear right i think i think we're safe right i think we're safe I um i don't know august 14th through 15th Again, at the suggestion of Twitter uh, users, Adam decides to sage his house. He posts pictures uh, burning the sage throughout, and then the next morning he tweets, Sage did not work. I haven't dreamed about David in months, but he appeared again Mm. last night. In the dream, my bedroom was filled with hazy smoke, but I could see David sitting in the chair across the room. He was smaller this time, almost shrunken. He didn't do or say anything except look at me. Anyway, it feels like a bad omen. And then a couple days go by with nothing else. August 18th is when we get our next uh, batch of tweets. 
<laughs> so, I always laugh. Yeah. yeah I, I, David didn't like that sage. And he no. just appeared and was like, I'm not going to even say anything, motherfucker. That's how mad I am. Yeah, he you know, I'm mad. I'm just disappointed. I just want you to know I'm here I'm, and I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just, just disappointed. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> David's just like, oh, come on, man. I thought we had something here. I was starting to leave you alone. I was just hanging out in the hallway. What's the name of the guy making the right? What's the name of the guy tweeting all this? Adam Ellis. Yeah, he's like, dear Adam, fuck you for burning sage. Uh-huh. I'm just going to sit here and burn a hole through your head. Dear Slim, I thought we had something special. So August 18th. A whole bunch of weird, small events start to happen. His cats are still very interested at the front door every night at midnight. He's still been recording himself sleeping and puts, um, it, like picks up the, the weird static electricity every night at 3 a.m. now. That lasts about five minutes, he's noticed. He even goes on to say that he was woken up in the morning by what felt like his house shaking. So could be all oh, nothing shit. events but just with everything that he's going on it's like anything mm-hmm. could be something at this he's point he's on edge mm-hmm. so he's picking up everything precisely he he says it's just a whole bunch of small things happening at once i feel so uneasy like right before a thunderstorm comes the next night adam receives a thunderstorm warning on his phone <laughs> and he's like oh. post like huh that's fun isn't that ironic yeah august 18th through 21st all this ghost stuff has been spooky, but this past weekend was the first time I actually felt unsafe in my home. Mm-hmm. So the night of the thunderstorm, Adams states that he fell asleep rather early. He felt very tired and just fell asleep. I had a dream okay. that night where David was dragging me by the arm through an old abandoned warehouse. I'm not yes. sure why I didn't fight back in the dream or how he was strong enough to pull me, but that's dream logic for you. It was a creepy dream, but I didn't think much of it when I woke up. I took a shower, and then I noticed something. I woke up with a huge bruise on my arm. So it's it's hard to see, but Where there's a dragging him. Yeah, he posts this bruised photo. It's it. There's a little bruise on his I arm there. I think I kind of see something. Yeah, sure. It, it, it's mm. there. But I mean, maybe the fact that he's so freaked out and picking up on everything that he has this dream and doesn't think anything of it. Yeah. Come on, Adam. Come on, come on, man. Get your story yeah. straight. Yeah. Adam, so you're getting naive at this point. The photo looks fine. It's whatever. You can see. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's the bruise. It's kind of there. Whatever. He brushes it off again. So it's like he keeps like saying, like, look at all this like crazy shit that's happening. But it's nothing. So mm-hmm. he goes on to say, like, what most logical people would think. I heard it the day before the bruise developed overnight. So it's like, whatever. It's fine. I, he decides to go out and get some coffee on his way to his normal coffee place is this like what he describes as an incredibly busy food cart repair depot. So living in new york you would notice and see this that there's almost like these warehouses like you know you like food carts that are all throughout new york city they all have driven by a place where they're like kept at night or yes yes and we've walked by so he there's one that's on his path and it usually just looks like a pretty generic building with like a big shuttered door so Mm -hmm. he describes that it's normally bustling crazy busy place he's lived there for four years he's never not seen it packed but today okay. it was completely abandoned. The whole warehouse was totally gutted and empty. 
Very curious about it, Adam decided to peek inside because the door was open. It was empty. Well, almost empty. A single green chair sat in the empty warehouse. And there are pictures of this as well. He um, shows the, the, the warehouse shutter door open. And he shows like a little picture inside. It's not like it doesn't look exactly like you know his green chair, but there's a green chair in it's there. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was was this depot warehouse? Did this used to be the unbolted shelves emporium? Is that what he's yeah. trying to imply? Is this the okay? <laughs> yeah. On his way back, so so he goes and gets his coffee. He he leaves there, goes gets his coffee, and then on his way back, uh, it's shuttered up again, closed off. And it's been that way since. August 25th. There have been a few small developments in my apartment, but I'm not really sure what to make of them. I just know I'm scared. Ellis mentions that his cats, at midnight, that the midnight routine of staring and pawing at the door started to happen earlier now, at around 10. But this week, something else started happening. Adam started to receive a bunch of phone calls from something that just said no caller ID. So it would just come in like mm. this, a whole bunch. Oh. And you'll notice one of the times that he answered. He answered, yeah. Yeah. What he heard was an electrical static noise similar to the noise on his recordings. Adam just kind of listened and waited, and he was expecting, you know, some sort of automated message to kick on. You know, we were trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty, that kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. about a minute of static, the phone just went silent. I kept listening. I heard what I thought was breathing, but it was so faint I can't be sure. My heart was racing, so it was hard to hear. Then, just as I was about to hang up, I heard a very small voice whisper. Hello. It wasn't a question or greeting, just hello. Hello. A flat statement, so quiet I could barely hear it. He's freaked out by this, of course, and decides to yeah. stay up all night and watch TV. He's like, I ain't going to bed. <laughs> like, all the lights are on. Yeah. This, this is, like, actually creeping me out now, and he's acknowledging that. But he still stays in the oh, apartment, yes. I guess. Yeah. And he goes on to say that, well, <clears throat> the only thing I can do right now is write everything down. So that's what I'm doing, and that's what I'll keep doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> Crazy-ass phone calls. That reminds me of the time... When our friend N got a f- prank phone, fo- I don't think it was a prank phone call. Do you remember that the Knuckle Babies Where thing? We- knuckle Babies. Yeah, that was wild. We were at a, a friend of ours' like birthday party at a hotel, and we got a phone call at the hotel phone or someone's cell phone. No, someone's cell phone. Cell fo- it was your cell phone. It was your cell phone. Yeah, we didn't know the number, and it was just and they would keep saying like Knuckle Babies. And like, what are you talking about? Just we're, we're, we're trying not to name names, but like uh, back in like college time, we went to. I wasn't. There, no, right? no, you weren't there. Ross no, slept in the bathtub. Know. It was a whole thing. It was sure. a whole thing. <laughs> so yeah, it was a college but, party and night. You were at a friend's place. Well, it was just like a couple of us. You, you were at a hotel. Yeah, yeah. There hotel. wasn't a lot of people. Yeah, we're at a hotel. No, there was a yeah. Like there was a, too many people for the hotel room. I'm sleeping in the bathtub. This is right after I got my septum pierced. Um, I looked like an Andrew WK video after sleeping at that thing. But we, um, N got a. I'll just like, say I this. I'll a... I'll bleep it out real quick. I think it was okay. Probably, um, mm-hmm. maybe a two other people think... or something. 
was there yeah like i don't i don't yeah something like that and we were all hanging out at like the some fancy-ish hotel yeah it was like we were gonna go to the uh, disney the next day or something like that yeah Yeah. okay so and we started getting a series of phone calls from this dude who like not billy level of insanity (laughs) but he does he talk like this all the time and then he say knuckle babies and we um (laughs) instead of i see i never figured out who it was no we have no idea who it was but i think what also made it funnier in hindsight, now that I cannot shit on horror movies anymore, that this group of like 19 to 20 something year olds decided to mock the guy on the phone. Oh, yeah. And we just berated true. him, <laughs> like roasted this guy. <laughs> easily, easily could have had a, like a hunter's knife and was just hiding outside of the thing to murder us all. And we just relentlessly roasted yeah, this dude yeah, for like it. a solid 20 it. minutes. And then of proceeded course, to probably, yeah. you know. Drink a whole it's bunch. Horror and, movies aren't real. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it worked out right. August twenty eighth to September eleventh. Oh, no. <laughs> Adam starts off these next few tweets kind of light, mentioning he is moving the green rocking chair out of his room, and that he's mm-hmm. actually taking a trip to Japan in a few weeks, and he hopes that David will lose track of him, kind of like. When he moved apartments, he didn't that's hear like from David in a while. I- He's trying yeah, to go. That's like them. the worst idea. Why would you go to Japan? Japan has like the scariest ghosts. <laughs> if you're already having like a normal ghost problem in Brooklyn. Why would you go to Japan? Like a Brooklyn that, ghost like goes asking- to Japan. Yeah, like, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna stay in this murder fucking. Hey, I'm ghosting here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm ghosting over here. <laughs> you call um, this food? <laughs> So that that's that's what ho- uh, Adam hopes. And Adam also mentions that in preparation for his trip, he bought a pet cam so he could watch after his cats. And that is where we will end this and pick it up all again next oh. week on part two of Dear David Love with it. the pet cam. Yeah, oh, as you were talking about the the, when it came across the warehouse with the chair, I was like, Oh shit, we're getting a part two on this. This is a good story. <laughs> yeah, so this continues. Yeah. And I mean, we're still in August here and it, it goes on for a little bit. So right. it's, it's definitely going to get fun and turn around and, and we'll have more more um, things to look at. Um, I think oh, there's David, a picture of the chair. Naughty, I finally put it in a picture of the green chair. There's the chair. That's the rocking Honestly, chair. Honestly, I was picturing something a little less contemporary. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it's like an Ikea. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I was, I was picturing like some like hand carved, like stained green. Yeah, like no, something no, no. from like the Civil War. Oh. And this is, yeah, this is literally. No, he bought a, it like, well, yeah, yeah, brand new just this recently. This is like, yeah, but, Homo, what is that? I don't know. Postmodern? But I was also picturing, like, a, I meant the chair. Yeah. Uh, the, I was also picturing, like, a wooden chair, right. but, like, uh, oh, my, I'm blanking on hey, the word. You know what? At Makes least sense. the ghost no fashion. Green fabriced, dark green fabric on it. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be plenty more pictures. There's going to be videos that we're going to have to look mm. at as well. And I know this is a... Uh, auditory medium so we are going to do our best mm. to explain and let you listen to what's going yes. on and of course I'm really excited I'm going to post a link to the full story so you can read everything and every little detail because there is a lot of detail that I'm leaving out of this that's certainly fun to just kind of sit there and scroll through everything with the pictures and the posts and it's all compiled into one 
neat little thread cool. that you can look at. So there it is. Yeah. I'm excited. We'll be back next yeah, week too. with part two of Dear David, and we will be back on this episode right after this break. And welcome back. Thank you very much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement. Now we are going to head on over to Sam's little corner of fun, gnarly things that have happened in the timeline that we call the history of Earth. And Sam. Whoa, man. Elmer McCurdy was gnarly. So I'm going to tell you guys a little story here about a dude. Fella, you just heard his name. His name was Elmer McCurdy. Elmer. But first. Elmer. Elmer, Elmer McCurdy. That's yeah. a good name. Funny, Elmer McCurdy, yeah. Funny factoid, I was actually going to be named Elmer before they picked us. No. Us. You were going to be an Elmer. Well. I was going to be an Elmer. <laughs> then and your then parents... my mom fought that yeah. tooth and nail. She was like, no mm-hmm. fucking way is my kid going to be named your Elmer. Your dad wanted so to name you Elmer. Yeah, my dad advocated. Like... My, yeah. No. Okay. I think, honestly, he, I, I think it was because. Is your was... dad's first name Elmer and his middle name is. Elmerton. Elmerton. <laughs> Elmer McCurdy. So our story, or where I choose to start our story, the year 1976. Jimmy Carter's president? Maybe I don't know. I didn't look that up. <laughs> but the year is 1976, and the six million dollar man was filming on location in a funhouse. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. The technology. The art director was moving one of the ma- mannequins in the funhouse when its arm broke off. Oh shit! Oopsies! What? Turned out it was no dummy at all. It was a corpse. The corpse. Yeah. Corpse. Of Elmer McCurdy. Of Elmer. <clears throat> yeah, the Excuse dude. Me. The so- dude's trying to move a thing and rips the arm off, and is like, "That's that's a bone right there." Whoopsies. This guy is, is that- not. A mannequin. <laughs> this isn't paper mache. <laughs> yeah. Um, precisely. Must have been weird. I don't know how I would have reacted. Oh, Maybe finding, we'll ask each other about a, that later. Finding a, cor- finding a corpse in a fun house. I would probably say we'd all probably shit our pants. Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. My first thought would be like, this is like a TV show. This seems like. Bones or CSI or any of those procedural cop schmoobity poops. And then you put the sunglasses on and then the Who starts playing. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Elmer McCurdy was born on January 1st, 1880 in Washington State. Couldn't find where in Washington State, just in Washington State. On the state line. Uh, Because he was an illegitimate child, he was adopted by his uncle. Elmer was a drunk from an early age. Very early. Like, I forget what I read. Nine or ten. Something like this. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I was expecting you to say like twelve, but... (laughs) Whoa. Nine or ten. Not twelve. (laughs) Ten? Holy shit. (laughs) That's gnarly. When you're that young, that is a big difference. Yeah. But also, it's still a child. Right. Yeah, it is gnarly. Elmer McCurdy was gnarly. He could never find any consistent employment. He always bounced from job to job until the very end. But one of the jobs he had was in the military, where he used to learn nitroglycerin. Oh, After good. being, yes, <laughs> it's a good skill to have. Yeah, yeah. especially with After... his temperament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being a drunk. Yeah, like literally. Let's show him drunk how to build bombs. <laughs> 
let's use this and it, i believe nitroglycerin is also very sensitive i okay. know when i've seen it used in movies they're they're very careful with it <laughs> yes. so if if that's real <laughs> shout out to the newton boys <laughs> what's that from huh no there's a movie the newton boys oh, you didn't see that i did not see the newton boys sorry oh yeah they use nitroglycerin to break open oh. the safes in the old hmm. west it's with like i think it's skeet Ulrich, matthew mcconaughey oh, skeet. ethan hawk uh maybe somebody else i liked it <laughs> when i was young so he learned to use nitroglycerin in the military after being discharged from the military elmer turned to a life of crime criminal this guy yeah omar was an absolute failure as a criminal yeah he was a pretty bad criminal he tried to be a criminal and he was not good at it yeah (laughs) awful Uh, probably because he was drunk (laughs) he flunked out of criminal school i don't think he went to school he didn't know there was a school he he skipped it yeah (laughs) he skipped all the criminal school classes Uh uh-huh too much that's too much reading Everything he tried to do did not work out, particularly when using nitroglycerin, which he considered his specialty. Oh, God damn it. How many times did he blow himself up? Well, well he, he only had so many times he even did anything. Yeah. It was like from everything I read, which I read like at least a dozen articles on him, there was only three forays into crime. Yeah. So in his train robbery, Elmer was trying to bl- uh, his first train robbery because there were two of those. Okay. His first one, he was trying to blow the safe off a door, mm-hmm. not off a safe <laughs> that uh, contained an estimated four thousand in silver dollars. Ooh. But he miscalculated <laughs> the amount of nitroglycerin and completely destroyed the safe and the silver dollars inside. They just blasted everywhere. He was able to use a crowbar to scrape up about $400 worth of silver from the end, what remained of the mm-hmm. safe and made it away with that. <laughs> just, yeah, the, he just, just like the silver that is liquefied. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. So he got $400 of silver goop and then just... Yeah, he got it. like 10% of what he was looking for. Perfect. Um, but, but hey, at least he was fine. At least nothing came up that he hurt himself doing that. That's true. Um in a bumbling attempt to burgle a bank, Elmer set a charge so big it woke up half the town and he was forced to flee. Uh, this was overnight. <laughs> and just, all I picture is a really quiet town and a mushroom cloud just show. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was, I guess, in the lobby. He was mm-hmm. able to grab some like bags with coins in them and take off with those about 150 bucks. But uh, when the sun came up in the morning, the townspeople discovered that the explosion had destroyed most of the bank, but the the vault was still intact that he was trying to blow the door off of. Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) Real Donner Party-esque, this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Except, well, I don't know if it doesn't go bad. I guess nobody gets eaten, but... So after that's a pretty low bar. (laughs) Yeah, that is a low bar. There's no cannibalism. So no cannibalism, unfortunately. Uh, After this, Elmer seemed to have quit the life of crime. He became a far farmhand. But the news of a train passing through with up to four hundred thousand dollars aboard must have been too tempting for Elmer to pass up. This was uh, money that was going to be paid to the Osage Nation. Uh, mm-hmm. for letting oil be drilled on their lands, mm-hmm. and so he was like, "Oh, four hundred thousand, a lot of money." Back at it. 
each time he was kind of with a gang, but it was a different gang every time. He didn't like have a gang. He was the nitroglycerin guy, like oh, in a yeah. heist. <laughs> oh, who me? I'm the nitroglycerin guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, I mean, Elmer. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, we got like, we got it, Elmer. Oh, I was a natural. You need natural glycerin. I got natural glycerin. No, no, Be careful. No, no, Elmer. I should. Should we drink it? What? Should we try it? <laughs> should we do it? Hi, guys. I was curious. Would you like for me to level a building but keep the entire vault intact? <laughs> I'm, I'm your man. I'm your man. You want to wake everybody up? Have to take off. So Elmer's biggest score would be even more ill-fated than his previous escapades. Oh, really? Yeah. He attempted to rob the train, but when they boarded, he quickly realized he was on the wrong train. Yep. (laughs) Passenger train. And he ended up leaving with a coat, two jugs of whiskey, $46, and the conductor's watch. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I read somewhere that yeah they got like the the rival departure times wrong for the other train. So yeah, they got on this one because you know oh, okay. they're idiots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no good at their crime. there was a train passing like hours later with four hundred thousand dollars. Right, that on. train was supposed was coming through. They just yeah, totally did it. Yeah, wrong. they they got the wrong one because can't can't get anything right. Because again, maybe because he is drunk. Uh, one paper called it quote. One of the smallest in history of train robberies. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh yeah. I uh, thought that was funny. Elmer went back to the farm to hide out. And a couple days later, a sheriff showed up with a posse looking for him. The farmer had the sheriff wait at the house and went to find Elmer. And Elmer knew they were looking, or they were there to take him in and ask the farmer, farmer if they could share one last jug of whiskey together before oh. telling them where he was hiding. Oh, that's funny. The farmer obliged. He, he had liked Elmer, only he knew him, I think, as Frank. Uh, Frank okay. McCarty. <laughs> uh, the farmer obliged, and after they were good and drunk, the farmer returned to the sheriff with a message from McCurdy saying he was going to come out shooting and wasn't planning on being taken alive. (laughs) The sheriff and his posse surrounded the barn where Elmer was hiding and waited for daylight to make a move. The gunfight happened at sunrise. Oh, I would have just expected like the sheriff and the other deputies just to just light the entire house up from all directions. You come. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) it was a barn and I guess the farmer was nice enough, but if they knew he was going to come out shooting, that is a good point. Yeah. It was nighttime, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to destroy the guy's barn. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of. Yeah, Today, nice the, the, it would just get burned out. <laughs> yeah. They would have just wakeoed it and just completely <laughs> destroyed it. So, here is a quote from the sheriff. He took a shot at me first. Then he shot at Stringer. Then he took three shots at Wallace. Before we opened up on him, it took an hour before he dropped. I don't know which of us hit him, and, and, and they got him. I but they that. got him. I love Elmer's the fact dead. That there's just so many bullets. They're like, I don't know who the hell shot him. We were all just shooting for three hours straight at this <laughs> body. Yeah, we were just shooting. It, 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 it was an hour long firefight, and he only uh, by the end of it, he only had Elmer only had one bullet wound, but dead. Isn't that horrifying? R.I.P. Like, not the fact that, not the fact that he died, but, like, the fact that you're shooting 
for an hour straight, mm-hmm. and only one person was shot and <laughs> shot once. Yeah, that's fucking there's a BBC, nuts. Yeah, there's a BBC special on it from the late '90s that I watched um, some of. I didn't watch the whole thing, but there's some really old man who was like four or five years old on the farm when it happened, being interviewed, uh, talking. He was like. Yeah, it was crazy. I could hear all the gunfights, and then I went and saw him, and he had one hole right here, and he pointed kind of to his, like, collarbone area. Uh-huh. It was like, uh-huh. and he was dead, and nobody really went over there anymore after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, 1880 to 1910. Okay. That was his lifetime, 30 years. The sheriff's posse dropped his body off at Johnson's Funeral Home in Pawhuxa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. At the funeral home, McCurdy was embalmed, embalmed <laughs> with a very large dose of arsenic. Uh, arsenic was a common way for embalming then. It's illegal now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but doing it the way they did McCurdy was especially common at the time. Uh, for people who they didn't know if a relative was going to come and claim them or when someone would come rather. Right. So it was like, we got to make sure they look good for a while. Mm-hmm. So when someone comes, they'll know whether or not it's yeah, the person their cousin or yeah. brother. Instead or of just like goo in a box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is this your goo in a box? <laughs> Is this your goo in a box? <laughs> this episode brought to you by goo in a box. So, unfortunately, poor old Elmer would go unclaimed. After a few months, Johnson decided to display Elmer Mm -hmm. in the parlor. He was like, look at this dead guy. (laughs) Yeah, so he stood him up, posed him with a rifle, and charged spectators five cents to view the embalmed bandit Uh bandit, or the bandit that wouldn't give up. Payment was made by placing a nickel in Elmer's open mouth. Yeah, yeah, he would put a nickel in his mouth. (laughs) <laughs> is, oh my god are you fucking serious i wonder if yeah. there was just a port by his ass that like there's just there's just a bunch of <laughs> a nickels tube. and shit just getting fed into it just a tube that goes out to a bucket uh-huh <laughs> yeah well. johnson's ass nickel bucket nickel ass bucket <laughs> ass bucket uh nickel ass bucket so uh, Elmer's his ass children bucket. i like that yeah elmer ass bucket mm-hmm. so uh johnson's children like to play with elmer They'd put roller skates on his feet and chase other children around the parlor with them to scare them, (laughs) which sounds fun. What the fuck? Um, I guess they were growing up around that. It didn't seem that. It didn't seem that odd. Yeah. Not that odd. Elmer ended up drawing such large crowds that carnival promoters from around the country contacted Johnson, making offers to purchase his body. But Johnson refused to sell them, mm-hmm. sell him, saying he would only release him to family. And that was actually quite common at that time was just like traveling circuses and freak shows and different things that had dead bodies, bodies at them that like you that. would come look at. I mean, so, if you think about it, there was that the body or human exhibit or whatever that was a science thing only like oh, 10 yeah, years yeah. ago. Kind of still happens now. Just oh, totally. Not as morbid or macabre. So he, so he told him that he wouldn't give him the roller skating corpse because they were using the roller skating corpse for his kids 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were like, we'll only give it to fan. We're we're waiting for somebody to claim them. I'm not just going to sell them until they we're just going to play with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Until someone comes along, we're going to put roller skates I mean, on them. Yeah, and, we're going to play the hell out of them. Yeah, people five, charge people five cents in his mouth. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> but out of respect, we're only going to give them away to his family. Yeah. He he was such a popular attraction. One man even sold postcards with Elmer's image on it. And text saying, the only dead one in Pahuxa, which I don't know what the only dead one means, but that's oh, what it said. Now it does sound like an Aussie album or something. Yes. That sounds like, that sounds like, <laughs> that, that, that That'd be sounds like the, a mid-career. It, that's the, yeah, it's uh-huh. a, it's a lot, it's the name of a Aussie live album. The only dead one. You get it? Uh-huh. Anyway. Elmer spent five years in Johnson's parlor before two long lost brothers appeared to claim him. Johnson let the brothers take McCurdy, and Elmer quickly found himself on display with the Great Patterson Carnival Show. <laughs> the men were not, in fact, Elmer's brothers. Uh, they were James and Charles Patterson of the aforementioned carnival. <laughs> yeah, they are just like, we'll pretend to be his family. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. worked. <laughs> yeah, totally not gonna, worked. I mean, honestly, they're not going to look into it. They're right. just going to be like, oh, like, okay, How here. can you check? They're not going to let me. Oh, I can't buy him? Then I'm his brother. Then I'm his brother. <laughs> <laughs> so our buddy Elmer had a new moniker, the Oklahoma Outlaw, or the Outlaw Who Would Never Be Captured Alive. Mm. Traveled with the carnival for some time under that name. He actually toured with the carnival for roughly six years before he was given to Lewis Sonny's Traveling Museum of Crime. It's actually one of the carnival workers uh, gave him his collateral and then never repaid him. So that's how he ended up with the Museum of Crime. I was going to say, does he have like glass eyes and like... I figure that like he would either is he like mummified in this I mean, his eyes are or... closed I believe yeah oh, okay. they're probably glued like shut. you know sewn shut or glued yeah. shut or whatever sewn shut or glued shut I'm just picturing like so all the all the softy bits I feel like after a while even with arsenic would probably be starting to get pretty funky yeah well he's pretty well preserved he ends up kind of mummifying yeah. but as time goes on it does it does deteriorate worse and worse mm-hmm. but I think at this point we're probably only 15 to 20 years in, which all things considered is for the 66 years he's a mummy. We still got plenty wow. of time. I left. like the fact that he got more shit done dead than he did alive. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason why you know who he is. He's right. very. He's corpse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he's traveling with this Museum of Crime. Uh, from here, the tale is hard to track, but I did find an article that has the next three stops, and uh, this part I only found in this one article, so okay. rather than sort of telling my version of it, I'm just going to tell you these three stops from the article. The article is called The Long, Strange Life After Life of Elmer McCurdy. Ooh. In 1933, Elmer's body, by now mummified by the arsenic, was acquired by director Dwayne Esper to promote his exploitation film, Narcotic, Ooh. which has an exclamation point at the end. Ooh, because he means business. Mm-hmm, because it's a narcotic! Elmer was placed in the lobby of theaters as a dead dope fiend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, whom Espert claimed had killed himself while surrounded by police after he had robbed a drugstore to support his habit. By this time, the skin on McCurdy's body had shriveled and hardened, 
The director said the deteriorated skin of his friend's body was proof of the supposed dope fiend's drug abuse. Makes sense. So he's making the theater lobby circuit in 1933. Uh, In 1964, the filmmaker David F. Friedman borrowed Elmer to make a brief appearance in the 1960 film She Freak. Oh. I think it's probably she freak, but I like to think of it as she like freak. she freak. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. She freak. Cool. Wait, does this, mean <laughs> cool, to, cool. does this mean I have to review this movie now? She freak? Maybe. I think if we can, we should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, in 1968, Elmer's body, along with several wax figures, was sold for $10,000 to the Hollywood Max Wax Museum. <laughs> While being exhibited there, the corpse was damaged when the tips of his ears, along with fingers and toes, were broken off. Elmer was now considered too gruesome and not lifelike enough for the wax museum. Oh, my God. Could you imagine dinging him while moving him around and then be like, I, uh, uh, I could glue him back is, on? This looks gross now. This this mannequin is getting uglier and uglier. uglier. We should just put it away somewhere. <laughs> I don't want to look at this. Right. It's just, oh, tuck it away. So that, that that's the rest of the bit from that article. At this point, Elmer did not resemble a human anymore. He looked more like a mannequin, and he was mistaken for one. His next stop would be his laugh last in the Laugh in the Dark Funhouse. Here, laugh Elmer the, would be sorry, laugh, laugh in the Dark Funhouse. Fun house, as in, yeah. like, from uh, Nickelodeon's... Uh, like, are you afraid of the dark? Laughing in the is, dark. Okay, that's insane. That's is that creepy. what it is on? Are there's you afraid a, of the There's dark? an episode. I think it's like the first episode. They have a like a fun house with Bozo the clown, and it's mm-hmm. called laugh. And the, the it's called laughing in the dark. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is called laugh in the dark. It's spelled L A F F. Oh, um, as a real fun house at this amusement park. So here. Elmer would be spray painted with several layers of Dayglow spray paint. Mm-hmm. A noose was placed around his neck and he was hung inside the fun house to scare patrons. What? Yeah, they didn't know it was real. Dude, <laughs> I'm more impressed that his neck survived being hung after being a mummy for that long. You would mm-hmm. figure his head would just pop right off. Good. That's crazy. But didn't. But didn't. Not until the $6 million, $6 million man was being filmed. Mm-hmm. And they found Elmer. And so I mentioned that BBC thing that I watched. It's called Time Watch, the Oklahoma Outlaw. Mm -hmm. I pulled a clip from that from the man who discovered the mummy was a dummy. Or the dummy was a mummy. (laughs) There we go. Was a mummy. I was working with the set dressing crew. Actually inside this ride. All kinds of weird stuff hanging in here. One thing was a day glow red human form uh, hanging by a noose on the wall. And I looked at this thing and uh, it looked awful real to me. So I went over to move the arm to see if he had any genitals there, which wouldn't have been on paper mache. And they indeed were there. Shriveled a bit, but there. (laughs) But the arm snapped off. Looked like beef jerky wrapped around a bone. (laughs) <laughs> pretty well dried out you know he was very light interesting so we're just gonna graze over Inch- the fact that he's checking out mannequin dicks 
Like that was oh, just a. I, we don't. That's have a normal to. practice of his. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we can come back to that. No, I guess yeah. It seems like that's a normal practice for him. If he thinks a mannequin's a little weird, he's gonna check it. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. That's fun. Well, <laughs> I think that was definitely a very interesting story. One that I certainly had of hadn't heard of before this. Yeah, so that was. I wasn't wild. familiar either. Of <laughs> compiling a list of things. Did you had you heard anything about this, Ross? Uh, you know what? Surprisingly, no. Uh, mm-hmm. This is wacky enough that it should have been on my radar, and I've right. never heard of this. This is right, so right. good. Yeah, it was very interesting. Thank you. Yeah, for bringing that and to that's attention. The tale and of Elmer McCurdy. Elmer McCurdy, the the Ooh. mummy dummy, the dummy mummy, the mummies, the mummy dummy, dummy. idiot. His <laughs> life idiot. was pretty crummy. <laughs> that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they loved his so, rummy. Hey, I like it. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. Another. Uh, one of history's little weird things <laughs> to happen that's also kind of gnarly dude like so thank too. you very much <laughs> and we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and then come back with our final segment of would you rather or a question or whatever the hell we're gonna do we'll be back and welcome back thank you very much to our kind sponsors for those kind kind words of encouragement so as we said before we are going to go ahead and finish this segment up i'm going to start you guys off with one that i found on reddit where i'm not going to go you know related to our episode this one was just interesting okay. to me. multiple choice pick an option choose carefully this one's a little long mm, option one okay. you can instantly transfer any pdf or mp4 file to your brain as if you had read it oh. or watched it with full attention and no distractions. So it's like you, and you can transfer the same file again, and it would be as if you had read it or watched it twice and so on. So the more you would transfer it in your brain, the more you would be like you've read it. Okay. Option two, a 3D printer that prints minions. These minions can help you with your daily tasks, like washing the dishes, tidying the house, and doing all the boring stuff. You can print 50 of them daily, but you can also subscribe to the premium plan for only $30 a month and print <laughs> unlimited minions. Each minion disappears after one day. There's option three is missing, but within the choices below, it just says $500,000. So something relating to $500,000 for option three. Okay. Uh, option four, model yourself in the same way as the Sims character creation screens, meaning you can select green or blue eyes, get fit, or mm. choose your skin color, among all these other personality mm-hmm. traits, all these other things. Or option five, you win a five-day tour to a random planet that inhabits intelligent life. You'd be mm. teleported to this planet each day in a special suit that allows you to breathe and support extreme temperatures, and you can't be killed while you're there. So those are your five options, and they're certainly tricky, all of them indeed. But I, uh, I've I'm gone back two, between a instantly few. between two. Ex- uh, what, so what are your I, the last wait? So the last one is five days on another planet with it, yes, that has intelligent life. That has intelligent, that has intelligent life. Intelligent so life. and you're but essentially safe. You're deal. not going to get killed or anything. Yeah, but it's five day tour, and you get teleported there every day. I don't know why you couldn't just like sleep there. Let's say you let's say you could to, like sleep there okay. too for some reason. There's no <laughs> sleeping on this planet. Like you have to You're leave at the end of the day sleep. and come back. Um I mean I'm down to I wanna say I wanna say two realistically. What are yours, Sam? What oh are you interesting. Thinking? Mine would be one and four. 
I would oh, be. I, I mean, I'm down to two different, not oh, option two. Sorry. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I am. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am between two, and it is either visiting the planet with intelligent life on it, uh-huh. or the PDF and MP4. Yeah. yeah um, I'm in the same boat. I don't know how you feel, Ross, but I. <sighs> oh man, I think I know. Mine's just mine's just a one choice, and that's definitely going to be the PDF MP4 brain. Is I it? feel like the other ones are. Yeah, I think the okay. So the minions are an interesting. Idea. I thought that's what you were going to go to for sure. Well, yeah, but it's menial tasks, so Which it can you help hate you with doing. stuff around. <laughs> but it's not going to help you with like that, again that you hate doing, which is fine. But like, I mean, think you about, in like, particular. <laughs> <laughs> but no it's like but having like you know a bunch of minions doing like washing dishes or something like that or i doing can download laundry. any of that mm-hmm. or i could download pdfs of you know mm-hmm. like um uh physics and engineering and other things like that repetitively and i could just build a robot but then also be able to do other, th- like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel or like you could just attain so much brain. knowledge and become rich like off of super, that, and you know, have yeah. people to to take care of. Well, these you still got to be able to use I, the knowledge. It it's like, oh, totally no. But if like if you're able to download it, like say like the Matrix, you know what I mean? Where like any PDF, which would basically mean after a certain point, I could learn any language. I could have any kind of level of intelligence when it came to knowledge. I Not feel like really, that, though, that right? Because is... you have to like do it a few times in order to remember it. It's not like you put it once and now you have perfect knowledge of all this stuff. It's whatever right, the human but, mind is capable. But that's a pretty quick process capable of to transfer yeah, that but... multiple times over. The thing is, is that you would have to do it in a sort of progression to understand what you're transferring into your brains because if you sure. were you'd have to transferring start something that's in a different language you're not going to understand exactly. anything that you, you're just going to know all these weird symbols so you could start with like a video teaching you a language and import a bunch of those language videos and then maybe that retains oh yeah it wouldn't be instantaneous but like after a year of being able to do that to your brain i'm figuring that you'd reach a level where all the other ones i mean shy of the alien contact would kind of like you know you could figure that out on your own almost. And the only other one that is kind of like out of this, any real grasp, in my opinion, is the Sims one where like, uh, I don't give a shit. That's about just that. like being able to create or do whatever yourself. I mean, it's a fun little idea, but yeah, ultimately in the end, I, that one's immediately out that minions are nice. But I, again, I think with the uh, option one gives you the most um, ability to do different things with it. Option five, though, is just, I mean, to be able to go to a different planet with intelligent life, I mean. That sounds incredible. My only problem with that is, like, I feel like I'm not the one who should do that. Like, I'm not really going to treat it Uh, right. I would need that PDF thing in order to really get the most out of it. And the the thing I feel like with the PDF thing is you're still limited by your own brain. So, as... Like, I could watch a bunch of videos and do a bunch of homework now to learn a new language, to learn how to engineer or whatever. But that doesn't mean I can actually do that, no matter how much work I put into it. To me, it's just, it makes it faster. It's not that you learn it better, right? You just learn it quicker. I disagree. I think you would, I mean, I, I think if you read a book five thousand times i mean if you put something into your head five thousand times over you're going to you're you might not necessarily be creative and know how to per like you can't necessarily like 
it's like teaching a robot to do art. You're not necessarily going to be <laughs> in a philosophical sense, like maybe know how to create like these beautiful things, but you'll know how to actually, I don't know. If you read a textbook 500 times over, you'll know how to recite verbatim. But what good what is that? Things are. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just because no, well, I can. I mean, there's plenty. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's. Doesn't do anything for actual like wisdom. Well, wisdom and that's that's I feel like a different category than if you're if you're trying to totally. Get it also depends on what you do with the knowledge, wise. as in like like if right. you're being like a master of a, a master of craft. I think is like I think it's something close to like ten thousand hours. Something of like, that. Yeah. Yeah. With it like that. Thing, yeah. Yeah, but like if you, I mean, obviously downloading is one thing, but if you have the ingenuity to put into practice what you're learning, which I'm assuming you would do, then that past that point, it's limitless. You know what I mean? And I mean, you uh, could like it's not limitless though. <laughs> We're not getting a pill to make us smarter. Or I guess it is limitless because it's yeah. Well, no, because it's about retention, and I think your no. brain can only retain you... so much. <laughs> Well, that's if you're trying to like, or my brain can only everything. retain so much, right? I mean, you could always tailor it to something that you are a already have interest in, and just become a master in stuff that you already kind of like. Sure, I mean, I think that's the at. one I'd go with. I just don't think that I'd all of a sudden be able like. I think it would only do so much for me, and it's not like it would make me some sort of genius. I think it could. <laughs> I think I think it could too. I mean, yeah. If, well, if, thanks you know for what? believing in me, guys. But yeah. I just don't think that's possible. <laughs> I think you're limiting yourself, and you could be limitless. Okay, limitless. so that one that one really tickled our brains a little bit, and I think we all came to the same conclusion. So I'm going to go ahead and click the button to find out what people but have voted on. As far as an experience, the experience yeah. of the alien life would just be unbelievable. Most people out of all these 609 votes so far picked 260 picked the same one as us 126 mm. with the minions 99 picked that 500,066 picked a model of yourself for the Sims and 58 took a tour of an intelligent oh, life is that the least planet. picked? Yes. That, well, was that everybody I mean, I else's that, second? Though. Was that yours it's, second Ross? No, I again, man. I read too much H.P. Lovecraft. I think something with like intelligent life is uh, you might not die, but like I mean, you're guaranteed what if you go not to a planet? To. <laughs> Absolutely, but that doesn't guarantee you not going fucking crazy. Like if you go to a planet that has intelligent life that blows your mind, like and literally, well, you know again, what I mean? Like I, I don't think that's the don't know. point of the the option. I think within the option, you're going to out. a friendly planet. You're going to like, it's like ET. So we're like, like something ET. nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So there you have it. There's there's mine. I don't know if you boys have any would you rather's for us over here. I do not. But let's see here. Would you rather be able to rap like Twista and rap really fast and or be able to sing really well like Whitney Houston? <laughs> Sing like Whitney Houston. Yeah, I would sing like Me Whitney too. Houston. Yeah. That's, yeah, as soon that. as I said it. That was silly. Silly. Yeah. silly. <laughs> Ross, would you like to dazzle us with anything? Um, I had absolutely nothing prepared. But here, I'll do it movie related. If you could live in any Wes Craven movie, 
what Wes Craven movie would you live in? Hmm. Probably Scream. Scream, because then I just like just a little I don't know, live in come coming a up. Different town. We're doing that next week, right? <laughs> I was I, honestly my my no whole way. thing is like I. Honestly, I would have just picked. Uh, I would have picked uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and just moved out of Springwood. Uh, but why did you choose Scream, Brian? I didn't hear any of it. Oh, because I was just like, because I could probably just move. And there's no real supernatural element to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like for, you, yeah. you don't have to worry about not sleeping again. Uh huh. Well, I, I said Nightmare on Elm Street because I would just move the hell out of Springwood. Yeah, just move. All of them re- yeah, involve like, yeah, okay, we'll just move. Yeah, really funny, but, like, the same thing too, right? Totally, yeah. I think in like the ninety percent of West Craven movies, it's just if you moved out of town, you'd be totally fine. Mm-hmm. But well, realistically, if we had a stay, I think, I think, he- yeah. But then she yeah, comes she- back. Well, the second one's know. in college, and then unless it's a college town. See, like I, think I have a supernatural killer. Yeah, I was gonna say I have a supernatural killer that's literally bound to one town. You've got multiple slashers across multiple uh-huh. state lines. That may or may not, if you're the lead character, are going to hunt you down and try to kill you. Well, I think for the purpose of this, then we would have to, like, if we have to stay within the town or anything, and we have to face the main killer of it, I would mm-hmm. probably want to go against Ghostface, because it's usually, because it's, it's oh, a yes. person, and it's a, yes. usually, yes. Ghostface is pretty bumbly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. So, both ways. I agree with Ross. Just go somewhere else. And- yeah. You're good as compared to Ghostface, but also if it's a face to face between Ghostface and Freddy, I'll take yeah, Ghostface. Right. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. And we'll get into maybe a little bit more of that next week. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. So we're gonna oh, go yeah. ahead. Spo- spoiler alert! I'm gonna be covering Scream next week. <laughs> there you have it folks another episode in the bag and this is probably one of our our first where we didn't have to chop off any fingers anytime recently which yeah it's fun oh, to boy. do something a little bit different so thank you all very much for joining us on this journey and continuing to navigate these these waters that we're, we're we're treading through so once again we appreciate it very much you can go ahead and follow ross at chuddle the ross on instagram you can go ahead and follow sam at chuddle the sam on yep. instagram and twitter you can follow me chuddle the brian with a y because why not <laughs> on instagram why? and twitter and because you can follow all you. of us at chuddle the pod on instagram and twitter so please do that send us suggestions send us anything rate review us on itunes we need and love all of that support so once again until the next episode we'll be waiting